Hi guys, welcome back to Modern Seminarian, where we discuss life, theology, and hot topics in the church. Today we're continuing our discussion on self-love and singleness, focusing on singleness. Let's transition into talking about singleness, since we had a lot to say about self-love. But how does self-love relate? I'm going to look up, I wrote an Instagram post last year that I talked a bit about that and... I still stand by what I said. Okay, so one of the things I wrote is there's a rare power about a single woman who loves herself for all that she is. You do not have to be a strong career woman or married woman to have influence or significance. To be honest, I think the church hasn't done a great job of capturing the beauty of a woman who's gentle and loving and single. When I stopped trying to live up to these polarized social standards and embraced my femininity, and independent adventurous side as beautiful, I was empowered by acceptance of myself and acceptance of how God created me to be. You are whole in your entire journey. This season isn't just a waiting place to discover yourself in one of those two identities. Um, I think especially what I wrote about singleness isn't just a waiting place. It isn't just this period of time that isn't going to matter at all in your life. It's a beautiful time where you can learn to self love yourself even more and carry that same theme of self-love into marriage if that's what you choose in the future um but I think it's so important to cultivate healthy self-love where you're at and um not as a preparation even just as a that's how God calls us to view ourselves so no matter what season you're in whether single or married or dating I think it's super important to learn to accept yourself as God has accepted you and stand in that confidence apart from any stereotypes or weird labels the church tries to push. Yeah, I guess I was just going to say, or I was thinking about how, like, when I think about how self-love and singleness relate, I mean, I I think about, like, it doesn't matter if you're single or you're married, God still loves you the same way. You're not, like, you're not you know, less loved because you're single and you're not uh, more loved if you're married, right? You are, you are loved called dearly beloved either, either way, right? Whether or not you're single or married. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much to say about uh, how the church has approached singleness um, over the years and um, so much to say about what Paul talks about when he talks about singleness, like Paul, the marriage counselor, right? Quote unquote, the, <laughs> the Christian marriage counselor was single and said it was literally better to be single because if, if you have that gift, not many do obviously, but you can devote your life, your energy, your time that you would have been devoting to serve your husband or your wife to serving the Lord in his kingdom and advancing his kingdom. That's an amazing thing. I mean, it really should be the opposite. Like (laughs) singleness should be elevated above, (laughs) above marriage, but yeah. And then I think it's just learning to be, to be comfortable in your singleness, regardless if it's a season or if it's um, a lifetime. I, I, that's something I struggle with. I know I'll just speak for myself. Like I, when, when God puts that feeling on your heart, you're like, Oh, okay. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm meant to be married. I feel like I really actually desire this. And I want to have a partner. I can help. I can serve. I can, and I just want a man I can cook dinner for like that. You know, that's so exciting to me. That's what I want to do. Like I struggle not having that right now. And I, it's easy. And I think the devil just plays off of this, right? It's easy to sit there and think, well, you're doing something wrong clearly, or, you know, maybe God doesn't love you as much because you're, 
because you're single and things, this is, this bad thing is happening to you. And um, yeah, so I'm not going to say there's some magic answer to this. Cause I don't, I don't really think there is. I think, I mean, maybe for some people you can get to a place. I think I can say that. I think for some people it's easier to get to a place of, of Christian self-love and, and acceptance and in your singleness, um, especially if you have the gift of singleness, but with someone who truly like struggles with it and um, all other kinds of, you know, just wants and desires that come along with, uh, you know, it feeling stuck in your singleness. Like it's really, really hard to get to that place of like self-love and self-acceptance. Um, yeah. But yeah, I hope that, how does that answer the question? I think it does. I think so too. Um, I do want to add on to that, like two thoughts real fast. Um, first is like, no matter whether you do get married or not, like speaking to general you, not you, Rachel, <laughs> but just in general, the two people who you'll always have in life are God and yourself. And that sounds lonely, but the thing is you do have to learn how to cultivate your relationship with God and with yourself because people will come in and out of your life, but you have you and you have God and that's amazing. And then you can learn from there, obviously to trust people, to unite with the church, whatever that looks like in that season, whether Mm -hmm. that be in singleness or in marriage or dating. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. It's not like it's smooth sailing once you get married. (laughs) Yeah. And then also, um, I feel like Christian culture in general can really put like relationship as a blessing, like, oh, you're extra blessed by God if you have that person. And it's just an unspoken thing. Sometimes there are sermons on it too, or stuff like that. But for the most part, it's an unspoken bias towards relationship, like you were saying, Rachel. Um, Yeah. And I think it's really important that we do honor singleness and honor the beauty Mm -hmm. of singleness as well, because there is a lot of beauty in caring for yourself and having that independence in life as well, even though it's hard to like, obviously same (laughs) with love companionship (laughs) and stuff over being single. But I think the gift of singleness can be temporary or long-term whatever the lord has designed you for so taking Mm -hmm. it as a temporary gift is a whole different struggle but a good one too temporary gift i like that i was just gonna say um i was thinking about what kaylin said in the beginning and her when she was like talking about her post um there was a word that like kind of stuck with me um where she said like you are whole and i feel like that's like a lot of people like society and the church kind of view single people as like maybe not a whole like a half I think there's like those phrases or lines where people say oh you're just yeah you're just looking for your soulmate like you're not you're you're not whole yet you're just waiting or like looking for your soulmate so you're just like half of a heart or something like that I've heard something like that before like it wasn't like a church thing either but yeah um, but I think definitely the church also treats singleness as like, you're not a whole person yet. Like you have to like, you know, look for um, your, I don't know, future wife or husband. And I think like this just kind of, I don't know if this is a ramble, but in on New Year's Day, um, Korean people, they bow to like their elders and you get money. Um, but what was said to me um, when, cause they always like give you like a, the grandparents like advice, <laughs> like one advice that they would give like whoever, and then they give you your money. 
um, my advice for this year was like, let's find you a husband. <laughs> and oh. I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like, man. now that you have your job, this is the next step. Like, this is the next oh. step. And so, yeah, I think that's like a cultural thing slash mm-hmm. like just a general thing that people say like, oh, when are you going to start dating? Or like, when are you going to get married? Or when are you going to have kids? Like, what's your mm-hmm. next step? And usually the next step for single people is when are you going to start dating or mm-hmm. get married? Mm-hmm. It's not even like, do you want to? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, like when. when. <laughs> yeah, I was also thinking too, my experience has been, well, literally people asking you about your experience. Like, what's your experience dating? How many men have you dated? How, when was your first kiss? Yeah. When was, you know, and like you're, you're kind of judged and evaluated based off of your dating experience. Right. And I'm like, you know, I literally, somebody asked me the other day, honestly, best of intentions, right? Like nothing against some of their like, Oh, when was your first kiss? Mine was when I was nine or 10 or something. And I'm like, well, I haven't had one yet. Like it's not. And it immediately made me feel again, this person wasn't trying to, but I immediately felt self-conscious and judged like, Oh, there's something wrong with me. Right. I haven't, um, the longest relationship I've been in has lasted, you know, three, four weeks. Like, you know, is there something wrong with me? Well, no, it's not wrong to be waiting for that, for the right person. And I don't know, it's just, it's it just the church. Yeah. It's hard not to, you know, start attacking the church. Right. But, uh, Christians, let's just say some Christians, a lot of Christians, Christian this tendency, Christian culture, this tendency to be like, well, you know, it's a numbers game or you're just not, you're not trying hard enough. You're not getting out there enough. You're not, whatever, you're not doing X, Y, Z. And that's why it's not working for you or, you know, or you don't have this kind of experience, but that's not, that's not biblical. Like that's not, that's not what God says about, (laughs) it's really interesting, especially too, when I think about when I, when I pray for my husband, my godly husband um, to sort of come into my life or I ask God to bless me with it. I, I, I actually, lately I've been really focusing on just praying back his word to him. Like, God, you said, it's not good for a man to be alone you said you would create a woman for a man and like you said it was good you said it was a good thing for a man and a woman to be together and you said that you would will give us the delights of our heart if it's in your will like that is the right perspective the right uh heart orientation prayer orientation to have you know towards if you if you are like myself if you are in that season of waiting um not not, not, Oh, have you, have you, haven't you, have you tried this or have you tried that? Or you're not doing something right. It's like, well, no, pray God's word back to him. That's what he, he wants you to pray his word back to him. That's, you know, you're in his will when you're praying his word back to him. A few things with that, Rachel, first of all, there is nothing wrong with you and you are amazing and beautiful. <laughs> I know you know that, but I just want to reaffirm that. Like, I, I know, I know, I know you beautiful. and you're an amazing person and deserving of like an amazing godly man. So just want to affirm that to you and you're you doing nothing are. wrong. Yeah. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I also love what you said about praying God's word as well, because that's actually that exact verse is something that has been in my prayer life lately too, of just reminder of like, you know, it's not good for man to be alone, not good for women to be alone. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we're meant for a community and for that deep, intimate fellowship as well. So praying that back to the Lord of like, Hey, you said this, what's going on here? Not in a sass. I'm making <laughs> yeah, it sound very sassy. I can get very sassy. Like that. <laughs> um, praying that back to him as well, I think is a really beautiful thing. 
I I just like randomly thought of like Jesus was single. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Very good point. Yeah, like he was like around 30 or like that's what a lot of historians say, right? Mm-hmm. When he started his ministry, yeah. but yeah, I wonder if he ever thought about like marriage or like I don't know if a lot of the disciples too were married or not, but Yeah, I mean, I don't think so I don't think Jesus thought about like, I mean, he's married to Jesus is God, right? He's married to the bride. Like that's the, the church. Um, you know, we all agree on that. Right. But I, I, it's interesting because the second you said that Priscilla, I was thinking, well, there had to have been some pressure for mm-hmm. him. At least there had to have been someone coming up to him being like, well, you haven't found a wife yet. You're like 30 is like an old man in the ancient yeah. world. Like <laughs> you should find your wife by the time you're 15 because you died by the time you were 40. Um, but Gosh, I'm so glad to be living in 2022. Um, but there had to have been pressure. I mean, it's not, we, we know that Jesus experienced the same things that we experienced and the same pressures that we experienced. He was tempted and didn't sin. He, he was just like us. And that's a really interesting, like, I mean, something to bring to in prayer, really. Yeah. I mean, I would ask God about it. But like, if your son dealt with the pressures of dating and, and you know, obviously that was not meant for you, God, <laughs> but how, how do we deal with it? It's also interesting that, like, I guess Christianity became very focused, like hyper-focused on, like, marriage when yeah. Jesus wasn't married, too. Just like a yeah. thought, I guess. Like, how like, did we get to that where it's <laughs> such a strong emphasis on, like, marriage seminars in colleges, how to find your person ring by spring versus, like, Jesus walking single and with the Holy Spirit and yeah there's there's a gap (laughs) or like how can how can single people like walk with Jesus in a different intimate way I guess or instead of like how to like be a good wife I don't know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. totally especially for women I think there's like a different pressure in society and in the church I mean people do uh like let's let's be honest here most people burn a little bit (laughs) you know, for what, what's the phrase in the Bible, burn with passion for, oh, yeah. for the, for the opposite uh, gender. Right. And I think to keep them from turning towards sin as a way to, you know, that's a strong temptation. And that is a strong temptation for a lot of people, many, many, I would say most people. Yeah. And, you know, so for that reason, it, even if you're just going to talk about it for that reason alone, like that's a good enough reason to get married. It's better. It's better to be married than to, than to, you know, burn. You know what I mean? I have to say, um, but <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. Also, I mean, I think too, I mean, we're living in an unprecedented time where for so long people got married just to continue having, uh, babies to continue. I hate saying species, but the continue the species, right? Like it was utility. It wasn't you know, people didn't get married because they loved each other, right? You got married because you needed to get married because the woman needed to be protected. The children needed to be protected by a by a, by a man's name. Um, that wasn't always a bad thing. I mean, the patriarchy, especially in the ancient world, although it wasn't perfect, it was meant to protect women and children and to carry on the family name through generation uh, to generation. And so many people died, right? It was just bloodbath, people dying all the time, women dying in childbirth. So anyways, the time that we live in is so different. So, so different. Even a hundred years ago, like the, the world would have been pretty much the same, you know, <laughs> in terms of just <clears throat> not getting married out of love. And I, I even think even our parents, like I've seen this in the, the baby boomer generation, they, they, there's the ghost of that 
is 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 clear it's obvious to me that that so many baby boomers just got married for the same reason that they didn't you know they got married to the first person they held hands with you know there wasn't ever marriage counseling that wasn't a thing <laughs> you know there wasn't therapy there wasn't there wasn't letting god find your spouse for you it was i have to find my spouse for me in order to like you know one go along with societal expectations and two to survive it's just so different now like we're living in a different dating age really it's interesting because I, as you're talking, I saw going to a Christian college for undergrad years ago, I saw remnants of that in just like Christian college dating culture of like, it was generally like the first person you met. It's like, okay, you have one month of being intentional friends and then you realize God has called you to each other. So three months later, you're engaged and one month later, you're <laughs> married and then a year later, you have kids. And yeah. I mean, some of those people years later are divorced now yeah. too, but I think there has <clears throat> carried over some of that pressure probably from parents, honestly, of like, you need to find your person and settle down now and that rush to get married versus waiting it out and being willing to test out dating culture a bit and find your person um, and find the person who compliments you most for life versus just the first person you lay eyes on when you're wanting to get married. <laughs> like Disney, like it's like an actual Disney movie, you know, literally like Sleeping beauty. Like sing a song. Literally. <laughs> I know. I mean, I love Disney movies, but they're meant to be fantasy. It's like for yeah. so long they're not healthy, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> not healthy examples of relationships. <laughs> it's funny how in the more modern Disney movies, like even in Encanto, I think they make a joke about it in the last, in the last Disney movie, the guy, oh yeah, yeah. what's his name, Mariano and uh, Dolores, they, yeah. they, they kind of meet for the first time and he's like, I have so much love for, for another woman or something. And then he goes, let's get married. And she's like, calm down. Like, she's like, slow yeah. down. <laughs> it's just a joke, but it's kind of Very true. that idea, but it's like, yeah, let's I just met you. Let's not get married. <laughs> well, that reminds me of an article I read actually the other day of like how there was a study and most guys do tend to just have like their green light turns on of like, yes, I'm in a place where I'm ready to get married. Next woman they date, they're like proposal time. Yay. I mean, addressing the guys out there, please find the person you're compatible with versus marrying the first person who comes along when you're ready to get married because I think women are starting to get a little bit better about like no I'm gonna wait for a guy who respects me and who suits my lifestyle and who I am and who I can suit well and stuff but I think Mm -hmm. maybe and find a godly partner like yeah so it's not enough it's not enough for the other person to just be like well yeah yeah, I'm a Christian and then there's no further conversation (laughs) (laughs) it's like you need to know I mean I literally I have a friend, I think I can say this, I won't give details, but <laughs> let's just say I have a friend who went out with a guy and, you know, we weren't too sure about this guy. And I was like, I literally told her before the date, I was like, why don't you, uh, why don't you ask him some tough questions? Just see, just, just to see, like, these are the tough questions. Uh, one of them was like, what, uh, what do you think about women in the church? Or what do you think about, uh, I, I don't remember, just some basic theology questions, right? Which okay, maybe you can't expect the average layman to like go into great detail in their answer, but they should at least have an answer. They should at least, they should have a, a surface level understanding, right? Um, and a desire to go deeper. Anyway, so he goes on this date with this guy. He knows nothing, like absolutely nothing. He's been in the church for, for years, you know? And it's like, that's concerning to me. Yeah. Don't, pers- don't go, go along with this guy. Like, don't let him pursue you. Um, 
I just, I, I guess I'm just a firm believer in like the first date should be like, okay, you don't have to get into, you know, Calvinism versus Arminianism right away, but you should at least be like, look, <laughs> do you believe Jesus is the son of God? <laughs> um, yeah. And get your basic, like, do you share the same core doctrines? I agree. I think it can be hard to find the balance between oh, cute, flirty, romantic date and like theology yeah, at yeah. the same time. Um, yeah, it's all about that balance. But I do think yeah. both are incredibly important, yeah. obviously. Maybe I'm too serious, but you know. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, no, I know you're not. I, I, I don't know. You can help me with this. I don't know how to flirt. I, I would immediately just start talking about <laughs> because <laughs> we know i need fun. to learn to ask those questions a bit more sometimes <laughs> i think we're looking um, for balance between balance, balance exactly yeah I remember balance. <laughs> i think we can go on to the question about like how can the church or how can we as single women in the at the moment celebrate our singleness or just singleness in general and also adding on to that like if there's maybe someone who's listening to this and she is or he is single like this valentine's day like how can they celebrate their singleness as well i'm a big fan of valentine's day honestly i think that's so i know we've done valentine's day joshua tree last year that was super fun facetime valentine's day this year that'll be fun get some rosé cheers over theology and stuff great. <laughs> um yeah I think surrounding yourself with which is hard just in the age of like COVID slash post-COVID ish times like it's hard in this time to be like oh go out and make friends and celebrate with your friends and stuff but really trying to stay connected during this time I think is a really big thing to other believers and other women, or if you're a dude, other dudes who you can um, affirm and celebrate with is a really big thing and who can celebrate who you are and who you can be vulnerable and authentic with. Um, I think that goes back to just finding people who you can celebrate and who can celebrate you as well, um, whether that be romantic or in friendship as well. As a church, I think we're really good about doing like, oh, couples groups or, oh, um, like whenever I look at a new church, I've church hopped for many years in the LAOC area. I finally have one, which is good. But a lot of the groups are like, oh, young couples group or, oh, young married couples groups with kids and stuff like that. And then it's just a general group. And it's not even necessarily people in their 20s or 30s. It's just like mix all the others together sort of thing. So um, I would really love it if there were more single people groups, not even necessarily for the intention of meeting people. I mean, if you meet someone who you fall for in that group, great. But if not, just other single people who you can do life with and share life with. I think that's really, really important. So I'd love to see more of that in the church and more talks on honoring singleness and how to embrace and love singleness in the church like as well. That. I really like that. Well, thank just you. more single, single people groups. Like, yeah. I mean, how hard can that be? It doesn't have yeah. to be anything. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Just be like, it could just be a fellowship night, like pizza. And, you know, you just have yeah. on Tuesday nights, whatever you invite the singles to come over and, and, so that gives people who want to be single for the rest of their lives the opportunity to meet other people that are like them, right? Which they wouldn't be able to otherwise, or they, you know, it's harder to find. And then it would give 
the people looking for marriage an easier time mm-hmm. <laughs> figuring out, you know, who's available and who wants to date. Yeah, that's a great idea. It seems so easy, but nobody does it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was also thinking about um, like, how can we celebrate singleness um, or at least start thinking about how we can celebrate singleness as Valentine's Day is coming up. I was, I mean, for me, I, I just, I think about how I can be a better servant. Like I just, you know, how can I devote maybe not more of my time and energy, but at least like better use it better, like take the time and energy that I do have and like that I do have set aside for serving and, and use it in a, in the, in, in the most optimized way. So like, I know one of the things like I really like to do, but I don't have as much time to do anymore. Anymore, it's just meet with like some of the new girls in my small group more often. Like, and it's a struggle because they always want to meet with me. They always want to get coffee with me. And if I just let them, you know, text me every day, I, I'd be getting coffee three times a day, every single day. Like, you know. But, but the thing is, is I can't afford eight dollar coffees, and I don't have endless amounts of time to devote to each one of these girls but it's 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 a good thing to pour into other women especially there's a lot of um or there's a handful of really like new new believers that are like you know they don't you know they're just getting into it right they need they need like older women to older uh believers pouring into them um but i just think about I could, I could spend my time better. I mean, I I could get off my phone a little bit more. Can't we all? (laughs) Yeah. But that's a hard one. I mean, I love Galentine's Day. That's a great, Yeah. or they could have a, there could be a church. Oh, oh, I got it. Okay. Uh, Is it filio is brotherly love? This is three different kinds of loves. The church could have a, like, an actual party, like a, like a filio, like brotherly love Valentine's Day. That would be so cute. I love Like church night yeah and we could all like give each other like valentines and it would be it have nothing to do with singleness or dating it would just be like i love you because you're my brother and my sister in christ and love that like family night over here we should do it we should pitch <gasps> it so <laughs> i churches. love that do you remember when we were little kids you make those little um shoe boxes oh yeah decorated the them all cute i literally want to do that but as an adult <laughs> <laughs> that would be so that's cute. my idea mm. I love that idea. I wish the church did more of those sorts of things. Yeah. Like family time. <laughs> that reminds me of when we're like younger, when we're like in elementary school, when it's Valentine's Day. I mean, obviously when you're like six, you're not dating, really dating. Oh, but you still want your crush <laughs> to put the candy in your box or to yeah. give you a bigger Valentine's than yeah. the rest of the kids in the That's class. <laughs> but like as like maybe like first grader, you don't really give one person a valentine gift you give like everyone a valentine gift like candy for the whole class or candy for like my friends and I feel like um as adults that you don't really see that anymore but I wonder if we can bring that like elementary school kind of like let's share valentines with like everyone like that excitement that we had as elementary school That'd kids. That would be so like, fun. I yeah, literally to, like, yeah, I would it. love it. Yeah. I mean, even if we literally, like, I don't think it's childish to say everyone just bring a bag of candy and, like, we'll just... Enjoy <laughs> the candy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Wow. I'm, like, seriously thinking of pitching it now because I just do want it. to do it for fun. Do it. <laughs> or just would do be really fun. Know, like, have a, you know, a small be so cute. It's like your um, roommates and everything. Oh. Friends, friends, some friends giving friends. We'll have friends. to do since Priscilla and I are on our own. We'll have to do a big, yeah, all over 
the U.S. swap. (laughs) I think we have three minutes, so maybe we can like close it here because I feel like maybe this is a good place to close. Yeah. I think my biggest takeaway from all of this is we are whole. I really like what Caitlin said said about that. We are whole because we, and we don't need like another, I mean, of course it's good to be with someone too, but as a single woman, it's, you don't really always need a guy. And yeah, so I guess to people listening, like you are whole and you are like worthy and um, Jesus loves you, whether you're single or whether you're dating or whether you're married or whatnot. And I feel like singleness can be a way to love Jesus in a different way than when you're married, because that looks, yeah, I'm sure that'll look a lot different um, being married. And yeah, and there's this, that reminded me of um, what I would write to myself. Like when Tumblr was a thing, I kind of like reposted um, this quote from do you guys know the book you are special by max Licato? i reposted this quote like on every valentine's day now i forgot that tradition and i don't do it anymore but i was just looking back on it and just seeing like what the quote actually was and so i'll read it out loud eli lifted punchinello off the bench and set him on the ground remember eli said as the wemmick walked out the door you are special because i made you and i don't make mistakes and yeah this is what i would repost for myself like every valentine's day and then i would tell myself like happy valentine's day me and like um say to myself and i guess say to you guys too like you are so special and so loved in god's eyes and in a way on valentine's day we can remember god's love for us too instead of it being about just like looking for a valentine's you can just say god is our valentine's I love that so much. And I love that quote um, so much too. To echo what you're saying, I would add on to you are whole and I am whole too, obviously, (laughs) Um, to you are also beloved. Like you are so deeply loved by the creator. um, And therefore you can learn to love yourself and allow others to love you as well and love others. It's a big circle of love over here um that sounded very hippie but yes (laughs) you're very deeply loved and god rejoices so much he celebrates when you even just come to him in prayer whether it be while driving or doing the dishes or more formally in church or drinking water and thanking him for the water he's like yes my child yes like it's he's your biggest supporter so um reminder to come to him this valentine's day and to rely on his love and to just find peace in that and find celebration in that um, of being his creation to echo what priscilla was saying because that's a really beautiful special thing and also just allowing space for to celebrate others and for others to encourage and celebrate you as well and opening up space to trust others and i think that's super super helpful around this time and with all all we were talking about with self-love is learn how to healthfully trust others as well. That's great. Um, okay, the word that keeps coming to mind here is, is fullness. Like, I think I've said it enough times at this point, but like whether you are single, whether you are married, you can still experience the fullness of God's love, of God's of, of God's joy, of God's peace, of God's comfort, God's everything. <laughs> you 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 know, you guys said whole, complete, 
I like full, I mean, we're not lacking anything, whether we're single or married. Um, I, was, I was just also thinking about um, uh, my other friend said to me one time that, you know, it, we have the fullness of marriage now, but we, we truly have the fullness of marriage in, in the next life, right? Because in heaven, there is no, there's no earthly marriage. Like we, there are, people are no longer given away in marriage because we're the bride, we're the church, we're a family. Um, and it's going to be amazing to see what that looks like exactly one day. I can't, I can't have all the details, but I think for someone like me and unlike many people who are, who would, would, would listen to this, to this program, um, who are struggling in their singleness, that's what you need to hear. That's what I want to hear. That's what anyone who struggles in their singleness needs to hear is that, and actually I'm thinking about it, even if you are married and it's unfulfilling and it obviously is it can't it can't it can't possibly be 100% fulfilling even in a great godly god-honoring christ-honoring marriage even in that state you have the fullness of marriage in christ we all have the fullness of marriage in christ so yeah that's something that i would lean into uh, this coming valentine's day whether you're single or married or unhappily married or <laughs> happily married it doesn't matter because one day we won't be having this conversation anymore. And, and that's, that's, that's a good thing to look forward to. Well, I guess that concludes our first episode of Modern Seminarian. Right. We plan on doing these podcasts once a month. And so you can catch us on our next episode. Don't remember what it's going to be about, but I'm sure it's going to be great because somewhere. Okay. But talking with you guys is always great. Like listening and to what you guys have to say is always very fun. So it's either going to be dating or modesty as the next podcast. (laughs) What? It's a cliffhanger. They'll be here. I know. You have to come back to see what you're talking about. (laughs) Which dramatic topic we're talking about next. (laughs) I'm going to vote for modesty. Let's just pull the bandaid off. <laughs> what? Oh, I said I'm going to vote for modesty. <laughs> I'll just rip the bandaid right off. That's a huge topic. Uh, oh, boy. It's topic, right? What? It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, love all you listeners. Thank you for listening to us. And would love to, I would love to hear people's opinions and start a greater discussion about this as well. So just reach out if you have thoughts on this. We would love to hear more. Yeah. yeah. And a disclaimer yeah. too is all the things that we said may not be 100% correct. True. Yeah, you don't know. So um, we are fallible. Yeah. <laughs> Very. Yeah. You're it's a messy human. Good to hear what everyone else is thinking too, because that's the only way we can also learn. Mm-hmm. Listen to other people. So our Instagrams are linked. Please reach out oh, if yeah. you have comments or questions or thoughts because we would love to hear from you guys and um just keep going with this conversation. Bye. Thank you.